Welcome to the Leading in Love podcast. If you are a leader in any capacity who is married or considering marriage, you're tuned into the right place. We help leaders take care of their marriages. Remember, you are a successful leader and your marriage and family can be successful too. You don't have to sacrifice leadership for love and you don't have to sacrifice love for leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Gary and Julie. Hey, hey, hey! Hello, hello! I hope everyone's doing alright today. But I'm more concerned how we are doing. Oh, excuse me, mister. You're hitting on your wife. <laughs> Every single time. I don't even know what, what's... Mr. Loverman. Shaba! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, You're hilarious. Don't worry, I'll take care of you. I got you. <laughs> I know you got me. We're back again. Yes, we are. Leading in love, Gary and Julie. Yes. Yes, yes. So what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about how to deal with grief. That's a great one. Right, because in marriage, there will be a lot of grieving. Mm-hmm. Now, it sounds extreme. Like, it sounds like... When we talk about grief, we're talking about the most painful situations. Yeah. But the reality is that every time something changes in your marriage, mm-hmm. positive, negative, good or bad, there's some grief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in today's episodes, we're talking about grief in your marriage and how to deal with it. One of the most critical things of managing an organization is how to manage change. Mm. And there's actually, uh, this is actually a field, an industry, change mm-hmm. management. Mm-hmm. Because it's in these changes that people become lost and they find it difficult to transition to the new normal. Yeah. Okay? And the thing is that change comes in many forms. For example, when, a, when one company buys another firm, mm-hmm. when a CEO is replaced, mm-hmm. when a department decides to adopt a new software or a new process, mm-hmm. Um, when new responsibilities are added to a team or responsibilities are taken away. Mm-hmm. All of these changes will impact at least one person and it will impact each person very differently. Mm-hmm. So when change happens, there is loss. Yes. And the psychological impact associated with this loss, that's what we call grief. And that's what we want to examine today. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Grief happens when things change, either for the better or for the worse. Now, let's be honest. When grief is related to tragedy, there's pain. Yeah. There's loss of hope. There's also a great risk of falling into some sort of mental health issue. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, repeated grief, mm-hmm. too much change, too much negative change, too much tragedy, too much trauma can become traumatic on the mind. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And this can lead to more chronic long-term health issues such as maybe depression. Yeah. Perhaps anxiety. Yeah. Now, just because grief is related to a positive change where the amount of loss tends to seem minor, it doesn't mean that there's less risk to fall into mental illness. Right. So just because it's a good thing that's happening Mm -hmm. and... The the amount of loss seems to be kind of small. Mm. It doesn't mean that it won't be traumatic right. on your mind. Right. Because right. a good change, for example, is success. Mm-hmm. But if too much success happens in a short period of time and it mm-hmm. becomes overwhelming to, hold, to, to, to take on, mm-hmm. 
it could send you spiraling. Of course. Right? Yeah. And, of course, with change, there's always a loss. It could be big or small. And you know what? So many things in life mm. cause changes mm-hmm. or causes change. Mm-hmm. Death of a loved one. That's right. This is something that we're always dealing with. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, separation, divorce, um, natural disasters, mm-hmm. abandonment, whether mm-hmm. from friends or family, mm-hmm. losing a job, mm-hmm. infidelity in a marriage, mm-hmm. extended unemployment, infertility, disability. So many things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes these things happen. Several of them happen in one time with one incident. Yes. And that's where the but the pathway and the journey becomes a lot longer. Yes. And the longer it is, because life happens continuously, something else could come in. Right. And what we want to share with you guys is, of course, the stages and how to actually deal with the grief that comes in. Well, I mean, before you even go there, the fact that you said that, because the way I was kind of delivering it would seem like they all happen in isolated instances. Mm-hmm. But you jumped in and said that they don't. Mm-hmm. Because you could lose a job mm-hmm. and lose friends at the same time. Right. Because, especially if that job had a certain status with it. Right. Right? So now you're dealing Absolutely. with two losses. Right. I mean, even you think about it, you spend majority of your day within your workplace. So a lot of your friends will come from there. Now you're not spending... Now you're not spending time with those friends that you used to discuss certain things with. Mm-hmm. Maybe they participated even or contributed in in advising on life decisions within your True. own... Yeah. You know, marriage. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. might have been really good friends from that perspective where, hey, you know, I want to take my spouse out on a date night. What do you think? Now you don't have that person on the other end that can give you great ideas. Yeah. And you're losing that relationship. No, you're right. Or it might be, not necessarily, maybe you may not be losing it, but the level of relationship you have with that individual person may yeah, be gone. All a, from a job loss. Yeah. That's a very good point. Yeah. See, when we deal with any of these things, we go through five stages of grief. Each coming with its own set of feelings and conversations. Yeah. So what's the first one? Well, the five stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we go through these. And we're all very familiar yeah, with we've, those five stages. Yeah, we've heard of these before. You know. So denial, denial. is like, my goodness, this can't be happening. Mm-hmm. This is impossible. Yeah. Any moment now, somebody's going to yell, surprise, right. or fooled ya. Yeah. That's. You think it's a joke. You think it's a joke. Can't be real. Not can't happening. Can't be real. Then the second one is anger. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Or your favorite profanity <laughs> <laughs> or your favorite profanity is true as if this is happening who in the world is responsible for this ish right <laughs> is that your favorite profanity <laughs> and then once you, you know once you get into anger you start bargaining mm-hmm. you know you start saying okay 
what can I do to make this go away? Mm-hmm. You need me to make some changes. You need some cash. Anything. Right. I'll, you want me to? I'll change my. I'll change my ways. I'll change my habits. I'll change my attitude. Yeah. If you do this, I'll do this. Yes. Right. That's that's kind of what might happen right. there. Just get the jumping out. Bring the person out that's gonna yell surprise. Right. You. Let's move on with this. And then even to go further, some people um, that believe in a higher power which is most people Mm -hmm. they even start bargaining with god yes you know god if you take this away or if you give me Mm -hmm. a new job or give me back my job i'll make sure i always attend church on sunday on time you know what i mean like you start and i'm laughing about it and joking about it attending church on time but you might say i will invest more into your work, Lord. Yeah, 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 and yeah. my husband and I, we're Christians. So naturally, these are some of the bargaining that we tend to do. And then we start saying, oh, the Lord spoke to me. <laughs> Wait, you know what's funny about the bargaining? I think it's also, sometimes it's not even what I'll do. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, are you kidding me? Look what I did. Yeah. Yeah, there's that end too. Right, yeah. Like, what? Look at all the time I've invested. Exactly. Being up in there, yeah. doing this for yeah. these people and doing that. Lord, how can this be? Exactly. The next day. And then we fall into depression. Yeah. And it's not uh, the mental illness type depression. Mm-hmm. It's more of the kind of the more part of the process type depression Mm -hmm. where you get into a state where like okay my life is over i'm done yeah okay it's not going to get any better and it's not quite the acceptance because that's the last stage it's more of the i'm really you feel really bad about your state you Mm -hmm. feel really bad about yourself and you feel really bad about the direction Mm -hmm. so you kind of shut off yeah you kind of shut off to the rest of the world yeah shut off to everybody else and And again it's part of the reconciliation process yeah, and then you kind of spiral yourself. You know, the thing with this stage is it, it can get very dangerous mm. because you spiral yourself downward and downward and downward where, yes, you isolate yourself from the rest of the world, but then your mind continuously plays games with you. Right. So you continue to pull yourself further and further and further down where... You know, it could even get to a point where you're even contemplating your life. Yeah. And, and, and it also depends on the situation because I think the original model, mm. or I'm sure the original model was built on a dying person. Mm-hmm. And then later on, it was applied to different stages yeah. of different okay. situations in life. Right. So imagine a person that's dying. Mm-hmm. Their bargaining, like you said, would have been, give me... Please, Lord, 10 more years. Mm-hmm. Like Hezekiah in the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you brought that up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get into depression where you're like, okay, I'm going to die anyways. Mm-hmm. But then the last stage is acceptance. Mm-hmm. And if you're not dying and it's a situation where you, if you're not actually dying and it's a, it's a situation where you feel like you want to die, then when you get to acceptance, you'd be like, okay, this is bad. My life will never be the same again, but at least I'm not dying. Right. And if, unfortunately, if it's a case where you are dying, you're going to say, you know what? This is bad, 
but at least I had to spend time with my family. Mm -hmm. I, uh, these last few days were painful seeing all these people around me crying, but at least again, I was around loved ones Mm -hmm. and okay, now I'm ready to go. Or if it's not dying, you look at a different situation. You might have lost a job. Right. All right. I lost this job. That's the, the world is not over. Mm. My life is not over. I could find another job. I'm yes. qualified. I have experience. You know, I have great reference maybe sitting there waiting for me. There's other areas that are always looking yep. for employees. Yep. Now, and, and the reality is, like I said, because this could be applied to so many different aspects of life. Mm-hmm. This, the change, it could be just a simple change. Mm. That, like we talk about our kids. Our son going into a higher grade, going into high school. Mm-hmm. We saw that there was sort of a bit of traumatic experience for him. Mm-hmm. He was excited about the fact that he was going to a higher grade. Right. He was going to have more freedom. Yeah. But the thing that he wasn't really grasping was the level of responsibility that came with that freedom. Oh, yeah. We're struggling still. And Yeah. It's still <laughs> a big struggle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Being organized. He doesn't know how to be organized because in, a, in in elementary school, the teachers were organized for you. For him, yeah. The teachers and parents were organized for you. Oh, yeah. Now it's all him. And, I mean, I, I tell him all the time whenever you're... Not a, I don't think you hear me say this often, but I tell him all the time, look, you have... Both of your parents are firstborns. Right. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with firstborns. So, we have... No sympathy with you. No. <laughs> we dealt with it. You're the one that has to deal with the firstborn pain, right. honey. And I tell him this time and time, you're going to get the most pressure because you're the one dealing with a lot of what we had to deal with. Yes. So, sorry, we made it. We're good. Yeah. You're going to have to deal with it. So, basically, he's been grieving for the last... <laughs> Too much. <laughs> he's supposed to be enjoying these days, but he's just been grieving because there's so many changes. You and know, I, you know it, it has an impact psychologically. Yeah. 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 So, so, I mean, the thing with grief is, or when you go through the five stages of grief, they're not linear. Yeah. It's more like a like a roller coaster where you bounce back and forth. Yeah. Right. Even um, in the whole acceptance part, you might jump back to bargaining. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because you're there, okay, you know what? I guess this is how it's gonna be. Can we just change this one thing? Yeah. You know, can we just go back to the way it was? Yeah, you're right. continuously going back and exactly. forth. Exactly. You know, you might even go from acceptance to denial. Right. Or, no, that that cannot be. Right. How is that even possible? How does it make sense? Exactly. You forget. Yeah. So, how do you deal with grief in your marriage? Mm-hmm. Now, this is saying that the two of you are working at it. Mm-hmm. But... It could be one person experiencing the, the change. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, one person, not, maybe you both didn't lose your jobs. Mm-hmm. Just one person lost their job. Mm-hmm. And maybe that person was, felt that they were moving up in the ranks mm-hmm. at work, mm-hmm. gaining a lot of momentum. Right. And then next thing, job's gone. Yeah. Okay? So yeah. how do you deal with things like that? Well, or even the other case that we talked about, infidelity. Yeah. Infertility. Yeah. Right? Maybe a close friend passed away. Yeah. A friendship broke apart. A relationship broke down. Yeah. You're pending a a separation or pending divorce in your own marriage. Yeah. 
How do you deal with these things? Well, the first one is you need to admit Mm -hmm. and accept that there is a problem, right? Right. You need to admit that grief exists. Yes. Get to the point to recognizing that you are grieving. And the thing is that what you find, why there's so much disconnect between spouses, because Mm -hmm. they don't both agree that something is happening. Yeah. Like there's grieving. One person says, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. And once you downplay it, then you're not going to put the effort. You know, the thing also that I'm going to throw in there is that um, you might have a, a, a partner that is always trying to stay positive. Yeah. And I'm going to be open and say, I'm that that partner that always tries to look at the positive side. Right. So sometimes it becomes hard for me to accept that we're grieving. Yeah. And it takes me a little bit longer to accept that we're grieving because in my mind, I've always taught myself that there's always a reason why things happen. Yes. Right? You tell yourself that. I tell this to myself all the time. There's a reason why this occurred. We're trying... Somehow, we're getting to that next level of joy, of happiness, of success, or whatever it is. Mm. And so, I try to get and hurry up to get to that lesson. Mm -hmm. And you cannot get to that lesson, and you can't fully understand what's going on without first accepting and admitting that we have hit pain. Exactly. We have hit a problem. Yes. And we need to deal with that problem. Right. And then the second thing is, so once you admit that there's an issue, Mm -hmm. now that you're both settled on the fact that there's an issue, and this, you have to really get to this point. You Mm -hmm. have to accept there's an issue. Mm -hmm. Because as mentioned, one person might think on the really positive end, the other person might think on the really negative end. Mm -hmm. Both need to come to terms, okay, there's something that needs to be fixed. Right. Something that is affecting us both. Something is changing. We're both being psychologically impacted. Right. Let's figure out what that is. Once you have that, then you got to give yourself and your spouse the freedom to mourn. Yeah. And this doesn't mean crying. It's just that, you know, that empty feeling that you get sometimes? Yeah. And you just kind of want two seconds to yourself. Well, I mean, if you have to cry, you have to cry. Well, you might not cry. Oh, no, I'll cry. You you know that. (laughs) My eyes will turn red. Yeah, I will turn right. Okay. Yeah, that's about it. So when you give yourself, no, you've enough, cried. Yeah, I've cried. Okay. <laughs> I don't cry, cry like our son cries. Our baby son. You but don't I, scream. Yeah, I used to. Um, so you give yourself and your spouse the freedom to mourn. You acknowledge the grief, and this is where you start to assess the value of the loss. Mm-hmm. And you give yourself lots of time to deal with that. And mm-hmm. you let each spouse assess the value of the loss. Mm-hmm. Because this is how you're going to get to understanding how each spouse views the situation. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And you want to give yourself time to mourn alone mm-hmm. or together or with the right people. Yeah. Depending on the circumstance. Yeah. Okay? If, some, if, like, if a parent passes, your spouse might want to be with her siblings. Yeah. Or cousins right. or people on that side of the family. Yeah. Okay? Or maybe it might be your situation. You yeah. want to be with the people that are more closer to the situation. Mm-hmm. 
but at the same time, you're going to want to feel, you might want to mourn with your spouse because that's the person you love and you spend your time with and you share your most deepest feelings with. Right, right. Okay? So, the thing to be careful of, though, you're very vulnerable in this state. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. Not everybody is going to be all sad, sad when you're sad. Mm-hmm. There'll be a couple people pumping their fists. Okay? And there's, some of these people are opportunists, and they're waiting for you to fall even further. Okay, Pastor Gary. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if you're religious, this is your time to really ask God, like, yo, what's up, man? This is where you got to ask those tough questions. Yes. Why? Why am I in this situation? Yes. Show me what I've done. Why Why? Why is this happening? Yeah. What and did I do right? What did I do ex- wrong? Or is this just a, the rain falls on the just and the unjust situation? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You have to get to that. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So give yourself and your spouse the freedom. Mm-hmm. Not just space, but the freedom. That means any time. Mm-hmm. They say, yo, I just got I got I got to shut down for two minutes. Yeah. Give them the freedom to do it. Absolutely. Right? Then the third thing, you need to seek unbiased, sympathetic, and empathetic help. Yes. You know, you have to listen carefully to who is talking at this point. Because some of the advice you will get could be from people whom you trust, but they don't really care for your well-being. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're more concerned about other things. Right. So imagine a situation where... You and your spouse aren't getting along. Mm-hmm. Right? If people are coming around and say, you need to leave him. Mm-hmm. You should end your relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even try to suggest that. I told you you should have never been with her. <laughs> or him. Yeah. He was a dog when he was born. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, girl. He was a dog. Was a dog. Yeah. No. No. You know <laughs> You don't want that. Listen, yeah. I I I recall one of my girlfriends one time where I was looking for that, purposely looking for that. Right, right. And she came through without that. And I was like, whose side are you on? Right. You see, that's that's important. <laughs> you know, and yeah. the fact that I yelled at her on whose side in my home. While my husband was upstairs, all I needed was that one person to tell me, bounce, girl. And she wasn't. Right. Because, and that's that's the, that's the key. If you want biased help, yeah, it's out there. It's out there. But if you really want to get the help that's going to save your marriage, if, right. that's, what's, if that's what's needed, right. you need unbiased, sympathetic, yes, and empathetic help. Yeah. Right? And she put me in my place real quick. And, you know, and <laughs> and this is where therapy can, therapy can help. Because therapy can really help you get under the iceberg. Mm-hmm. You can uncover those deep-rooted causes. You know, why it happened. What's the damage right now? Mm-hmm. What's the damage later? What was lost? Was mm-hmm. there anything gained at all? Right. And some steps to recovery. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And then number four, you want to get, you want to regain control of your environment. Yeah. Step away from the current one. Mm-hmm. Find a safe one. Mm-hmm. Most likely this will be temporary, mm-hmm. but find a safe one. And once you're there, you start to rebuild strategically. Yeah. So 
You know, you set up guardrail. You set up some protective barriers. Yeah. Depending on what the situation is, you start scrutinizing people. Yeah. Right? You align with a select few, family, friends, people you trust, a mentor, a pastor. Yeah. And then what you continue to do as you try to regain control of your environment, mm-hmm. you continue to explore new environments, mm-hmm. new places, mm-hmm. and you start to slowly incorporate activities and mm-hmm. people in there. Mm-hmm. Scrutinize everyone. Everybody. Trust but verify. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? Absolutely. And in this space, you're going to find that you start rediscovering yourselves and you start giving yourself space to rediscover your emo- your uh, your dreams, your aspirations and all those things, mm-hmm. right? And then the fifth point is you get back to loving each other. Yep, yep. Communicate, listen and listen and listen and listen and talk. Yes, so you listen more than you talk. Absolutely. Then Recall what you set out to do as a couple. Yep. Get back to those dreams and start planning again. Start living again and start living freely. Yes. So? So let's just run over them again. Quickly? Quickly. The first, how to deal with it is admit and accept that there is a problem. Mm-hmm. Admit that great grief exists. Yes. Right? Get to the point to recognizing that you are grieving. And number two, remember to give yourself and your spouse the freedom, not just the space, but the liberty and the freedom to mourn. Right. The third one, seek unbiased, sympathetic, and empathetic help. Yes. And then number four, regain control of your environment. And five, get back to hugging up (laughs) and kissing up and dreaming up again. Right. Yes, so bottom line is that grief is inevitable because Mm -hmm. change is inevitable. And with change, there is loss. So there will always be something to mourn about. Mm -hmm. Okay? All right, everybody. That is our feature for today. Thank you again for hanging out with us. We love, love, love spending time with you. Remember, you are a successful leader. Marriage and family can be successful too.